0: the fifth week of 2020 I'm Father Roderick and you're a patron welcome to uh, another episode of my podcast recorded specifically for you as one of the people that help me on a monthly basis with your donation to realize my dreams to bring you audio content and video content in the form of a podcast and a whole bunch of YouTube videos and this of course is the show where you get to experience me a little bit more in a personal way. This is uh, filled with stuff that normally I don't talk about in my regular show, but I want to involve you in my life and in my media production. That is why you get to hear some of the behind-the-scenes stuff here, <laughs> which other people will not be able to, uh, to ever know. So keep it a secret. Nah, just kidding. Hey, it was an interesting uh, test today. I um, uh, recorded the whole podcast uh, in front of a green screen and I I streamed the show on Facebook instead of YouTube. This is also because of the recent changes that I made to my YouTube presence and the live streams. It can work to your advantage, but in my case, with all these diverse, this diversity in topics that I talk about in my podcast, usually these uh, recorded shows. Didn't get any traction on YouTube, and it uh, it uh, had a negative effect on uh, the ranking of of the YouTube channel. So I moved it to Facebook. That's kind of, that's a, also a, a, a very good place for live streaming, and you don't get the usual interaction. It seems to me that people that are watching on Facebook are maybe doing other stuff in the background, or I don't know. Uh, the involvement of the audience is not as big as as I'm used to on on YouTube, but it still works. It's still okay, and it gives me also an audience, and I noticed that uh, it truly helps. Even if only a few people are watching, it does put me in a different mindset. It, is, it feels like I'm really talking to people, whereas if I'm just recording um, uh, a podcast all by myself, just talking into the microphone, it becomes less lively. I don't know, it just feels that I'm, I'm talking to myself, and I think that that people would be able to, to notice that. So I want to keep the live streaming. Um, I'm not streaming this by the way, which I used to do when I was on YouTube. I just continue and record the after show it was called back then. Um, but I have, since I prepare this show much better than I used to, uh, I feel comfortable just recording this for you alone. um, the other thing that you may notice when you download the podcast of this week is that it is twice as long as normal, and that is because last week um, I, I had to spend all my time on uh, uh, r- recording the, the YouTube videos a- and optimizing it. Uh, by the way, I had a question from one of my followers here on, on Patreon about that optimization. I wrote a, sh- a short article on the main page of Patre- of my Patreon page about YouTube optimization. Um, because it is really working. I posted um, a video with my reaction to the trailer for Season 7 of The Clone Wars um, and optimized it as good as I could and wow, what an effect. I mean, 10,000 views, uh, a lot of interaction, totally different um, effect than than what I used to have when posting these trailers. And Alexis Rodrigo wants to know, that is great. What exactly are you doing now that is making such a difference? Well, this, this is the place where I can tell you these things. Um, th- what I first do is, I have a topic that I want to uh, uh, record a video about. But as you can imagine, Star Wars, a new trailer, there is going to be so much content um, that it's very difficult to stand out. And at the same time, I want to do something that is unique. Um, otherwise, why would people bother following me? So I use a tool called uh, Morning Fame. Um, and it is not accessible to everyone. You need to be invited. If you want to get an invite for that, then let me know. I can uh, send you a link. Uh, the first, I think the first few weeks are free. So you can try it out, see if it works for you. It worked really well for me. It's a Morning f- FA. Dot .me, it's a bit of a weird uh, uh, URL. Um, and so it, it, it has a, a keyword optimizer. You go first to step one is choose a topic and then it will show you how much competition there is about that topic. But it also challenges you to come up with a unique title that, 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 that uh, has, has to have two things. It needs to be appealing. But it also needs to have some uh, needs to have search volume, which means it, it must be something that people are actually looking for. Otherwise, they won't be able to find you. Of course, my regular followers will maybe watch that video, but YouTube has changed so much over the years that even people that have subs- subscribed to my channel will not always get notified that there is a new video. So, uh, more and more, uh, as someone who is active on YouTube, needs to rely on search on searchability or findability and that's where these keywords come in and that's why you need to find uh, a topic a keyword uh, or, or a general topic it can be several words that both a lot of people are looking for uh, and want to have be informed about but at the same time needs to have a uh, little competition or a competition that hasn't is not optimized as well well with this I've figured out in step one that my uh, the best search term for me would be Clone Wars season one. No, oh well, this yeah, this is what uh, this is not about uh, the the trailer. This is about the uh, review of epi- of the first season, Clone Wars season one breakdown. That was the best search term according to uh, Morning Fame. And then I was like, well, what I recorded was actually not a breakdown. It was more of a commentary, and I stayed mostly s- spoiler free so uh then I had to add in the description of course that that keyword and then some extra stuff you know I'm gonna tell you what I liked what I didn't care about my favorite episode um and what i what you do then is in step two and three and four, you add keywords that I- that amplify the um the relevance of your post so youtube of course uh, is is um automatically indexing all these posts. And so the, the your descriptions are much more important than what's actually in the video. So uh, you come up with keywords that people may also, that, that are related to what you recorded and that people may also look for. So to give you an example, thanks to this tool, I found a number of keywords, not that many, because season one, of course, has been around for years. But still, the Clone Wars season one at 7%, uh, uh search volume clone wars season one episode one another seven percent the clone Wars season seven five percent clone wars four percent clone wars in chronological order four percent clone wars returns four percent star wars clone wars four percent These all variations on on the on the topic but slightly different because people are not always typing in the same words when they're looking for content and then what I do is I create i put all that in the tags and in the text in the title, and then I create a, a thumbnail and also for the thumbnail you get you get to see a, a whole list of thumbnails that other people that do have a, have a video about the same topic or a similar topic what their thumbnail looks like and what you want is of course something that stands out, something that looks different and so I created a thumbnail with I don't even know what I did as a thumbnail it's probably just me sitting um in front of a green screen, and I replaced the green screen with the Jedi archives. Just because all the other thumbnails had text on it and, uh, like, a a screen grab from one of the Clone Wars episodes. But a lot of those thumbnails looked very similar. Whereas I thought, well, hey, uh, 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 a Catholic priest in the Jedi archive, that's probably something that may be intriguing to to some people. And that's when you post it, and then uh, the next step is... As soon as it's posted, of course, some of the followers will get a notification, will start watching, and will start commenting. So you'll get likes, you'll get uh, uh, all sorts of comments. And what matters then is that YouTube sees, well, hey, people are actually engaged that is why I always ask for comments and I try to uh, invite people to like it and to subscribe, etc. The more engagement, the more interaction, the, the better it is for the overall ranking of that particular video. And so the first 24 hours, I spend a lot of time reacting to each and every single comment. Short answers, but I just want to acknowledge the the reactions that people give, and oftentimes that leads to more reactions, and all that is measured in the first, let's say, one or two days, and will 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 heighten the overall value of that video, and then once all that is indexed, YouTube may consider uh, this video that's worth suggesting to people people, and that is the uh, most valuable. Um, thing to happen and that happened with my trailer uh, review or my my, my trailer reaction Um, YouTube started to to suggest this to people that already love Star Wars and that is when all of a sudden I get thousands and thousands of extra views and hundreds of new subscribers because YouTube figures hey this is really good uh, people seem to love this. Seem to react to this. So let's bring some more, uh, some bigger audiences to this video. This is something that is unique to YouTube. I I don't think that this ever happened to me in the world of podcasting. Podcasting is very much about a one-on-one relationship with your audience, but the discoverability of podcasts is very uh very low very difficult it's it's it's, if even in in the podcast directories it's very hard to find a new audience for your show what people uh, react to there is just the topic of course and also the quality of the thumbnail is very important the first few minutes of your podcast need to sound good and that is when they will decide hey i'm going to subscribe to this doesn't mean that they're going to listen by the way that's another thing that is difficult about podcasting is you don't get minute by minute uh analysis of of the behavior of your listeners but this is something that does happen with youtube i can see almost second by second when people uh click away and that gives me valuable information because then i can go to my sh- to my video and i can see hey it's, it's the moment that i started talking about brussels sprouts and apparently people don't like that so they click away so let's next time let's not talk about brussels sprouts uh things like that 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 is so much um, more um dynamic uh more detailed as feedback than i ever got in any other type of media even in television we don't get that kind of feedback and it helps, has helped me tremendously fine-tuning the art of reaching people on youtube but as you can imagine this is so much more work than just recording my opinion about stuff. And so what happened last week is um, the videos that I posted, every video took a day to put together. Whereas the actual recording of the talk was just a few minutes. So um, the the, uh, result was that I just couldn't find time to Rip the audio from the videos and then t- t- turn that into a podcast. So uh, I, I decided to um, to do it differently this week and record a long podcast, extra long. Um, and but to make sure that the topics that I wanted to post also as a YouTube video, that, that every uh, single one of those uh, segments had a different background. So I was still uh, recording. The stream, um, so I, I, I prepared a number of uh, topical backgrounds for the for the video, um, and I made sure that the jingles played out completely before I start started talking, so that I could isolate that segment uh, for for YouTube. It worked. It took still about an hour and forty five minutes to record the entire show, but <laughs> the entire podcast episode is about one hour and 45 seconds long. So it's a very, very long audio podcast. Um, I think it's also partially due to the fact that I did not um, work with the teleprompter that I have. So I've got this small plastic teleprompter that is hooked up to my camera, and I use my old iPhone to project things on that screen. Um, And what I did last week was I, I prepared every video so well that I had a list of talking points, I didn't do that this time, and I think what happens then is I speak off the cuff, which is good for a, for this, the overall style, it makes it more, I don't know, feels like they're just watching a chat, but I have a tendency to talk too much and to to be way more wordy than is actually necessary, or even then it's good for the video. So we'll have to see how it works out. I still, what I can still do now is to optimize each and every video because it's already recorded. Um, but I'll have to do that after after the fact. Um, one advantage is I got the podcast recorded on Monday. So uh, I I want to keep that rhythm. It still took me half a day. So I <laughs> it's still too much time uh, because I'm... Uh, I'm I'm supposed to record uh, I'm supposed to edit 3 television episodes in the next 2 weeks. So I d- actually don't have time to do all this, but priorities the uh, the international audience comes first and TV comes later. So uh let's hope I can uh, I can make it all work. Um so that was that was uh, uh about my my um media um activities. Personally, in my personal life, there was a lot going on, and had to do with my parents. As you know, my father is in a care home. Um, he's he's doing well. He's he's adapting to his new home, uh, but my mom got another health scare. She had angioplasty um, just before Christmas, or let's say, in, I think I think it was in November, and it turned out she had two cl- arteries that were completely clogged up. She could have had a heart attack, uh, and and the doctors. Uh, intervened right in time the thing was nothing improved afterwards she was still very short of breath um, and and so they did a ton of follow-up research what is causing this maybe it is uh, her lungs maybe it's the heart itself is not functioning right because well they had declogged the arteries right well turns out they didn't do a good job Because my mom was, again, so short of breath and and, and the situation became so uh, scary that she asked for another uh, uh, examination and it turns out there was a third artery that was almost completely blocked. And so she had another angioplasty last week and they had to uh, declog three centimeters of that's several inches that's how bad it was and then afterwards she heard that well yeah we noticed on the photos that we took uh, for the previous procedure that that third artery uh, showed some signs of clogging up and but uh, we measured it back then and it was still enough um, so we decided not to do the intervention because well every time you put a stint in, in one of those arteries it is a risk so they didn't want to take the risk well, it turns out that in in the span of uh 2 months that entire artery got almost completely blocked which could have led to death. So again my mom has escaped death uh, uh just you know by an inch. The third artery is now declogged and now we're we're waiting and see we have to wait and see if if her situation if her condition improves. But it just goes to show that you have to always be very um aw- well Don't just take the word of the doctors. Always make sure that you listen to your body and and ask for uh, follow-up research if necessary. In in this case, I think it saved my mom's life. So, wow. It's just stuff you don't want to think about it too much, what could have happened. But I'm just glad that that it was fixed. And now, hopefully, that is actually the... um, This is going to lead to to a much better overall physical condition of my mom. If not, then we'll have to look again. Um, Personally, uh, I'm I'm also trying to get fit again. I'm finally uh, more or less healthy. The bronchitis is gone. I still work way too many hours. Um, So that's not good. That's something I need to improve. And I have started to train for my next marathon, which is going to be the Rotterdam Marathon always a little bit scared that i won't have enough time Um, normally for a marathon i have to train for 18 weeks but i because of the bronchitis i couldn't start that early so i only have 12 weeks left and that means that i basically have to start training on the level of a half marathon so but my body of course is not used to that um i'm 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 uh, I'm experienced, so it, it can adapt s- faster. But still, yesterday I had to run 17 miles, and it was very very painful, and I couldn't run for the entire distance. Uh, and my my feet are fi- are completely covered in blisters because my uh, feet d- are not used to running these long distances. So, um, well, <laughs> pain, a lot of pain. I also know that I. I have to uh, trust my body. I've done this before, so I, I will give it a couple more weeks to see if I can truly get to the level of of training that I need to need to do to get ready for the marathon. If all that doesn't work, if I can't get uh, um, if I can't do these distances in time, I'm considering scaling back to a half marathon in Rotterdam. I don't have to prove anything to myself. I run because I like it. And I run a marathon because running in a half marathon is not a big deal for me. So I'd like to always push myself. But I also know if you push yourself too much, you can destroy your, your overall physical condition. I don't want that to happen. I sell my Christmas tree up. I don't know about you, but... It's just a thing. I always feel like I'm robbed of Christmas. Everyone has a Christmas tree up and, and and the decorations long before the Feast of Christmas. I don't do that because, well, I have a lot of work. So it's usually after I'm done celebrating Christmas in a parish that, that it feels like Christmas to me. So I have this Christmas tree, a fake tree, that I, that I put up with some lights. I only have lights in it. I don't need anything else. And I just like being in the in my home with the christmas lights on and so uh i know that there is this ancient tradition uh that you can um leave the christmas decorations up until the 2nd of february which is the final last feast uh of the um, is that a presentation of the lord yeah i think it is and then in the past people would uh would uh uh, take away their, their final Christmas uh, decoration. So that's, for me, it, it, Christmas is over on the 2nd of February. And I don't care. It's my tree. It's my home. <laughs> hey, then, a final uh, bit of information. We're currently uh, putting... Um, our heads together with the board of Tridio, and uh, Inga and uh, everyone who's involved in helping me uh, make these programs to, because uh, external factors are changing. I think I've told you already that they are going to close this church location. So we are currently, uh, we have our studios in my old rectory where I used to live for the first 10 years here, but they are going to sell the church probably which also means that they are going to get rid of the building next to the church where we currently have our headquarters. That has put a halt to all our plans. We wanted to create a a bigger studio with lights. We wanted to put um, sound dampening ceilings all on the upper floor, create a classroom where we could give courses. All that is out of the window because we don't want to invest anymore in this building because we know that maybe a year from now they will they will uh, let us know that they are ending the contract we're still paying 900 euros per month for this building for these studios so in case you're wondering why am i supporting father roderick well <laughs> one of the one of the reasons that we can have a studio we, we can we can have i can have this nice green screen podcasting studio uh, because well we have to pay rent but uh, I've decided that I'm going to try to get out of that contract. Uh, we could force the parish to give us uh, this year because our contract I think is uh, goes all the way to the end of this year. but I feel like I feel stuck here. I'm, I'm frustrated that we can't, we can't really build sets. We cannot put lights in place. we cannot do uh, any sound dampening ceiling. So all the the, the the rooms upstairs that we had so many great plans for, it's on hold and and we will never get to refurbish it so i'm thinking well 900 bucks a month is a lot of money so what i want to do i have a meeting tonight with the board i want to propose that we are going to uh negotiate with the parish and see if we can get out of this contract and what i if they, if they agree because I think that this is what they are doing to us. We had no voice in this. They haven't even notified us officially that they are going to end uh, our contract at the end of this year. Um, So I think we have a lot of arguments to say, hey, we want to end the contract early. And then what I want to do is I want to temporarily move our operations to where I live now, but not create an entire office, but... I have a very big rectory, there's a lot of space. And right now I'm constantly here and that entire rectory is empty. It's such a waste of of space. Um, So I think that we're just gonna move our operations there. Uh, We will save 900 bucks a month. For me that is huge because with a little bit of extra, if I'm hoping to get some extra patrons, um, it it only requires a little bit more money and then I can hire a full-time editor and that would change everything for me it would mean that i can just sit down record my videos and let someone else m- do all the prep work for youtube do the optimization all of that i could i could get rid of all that work which is very important but it's so it's such a chore for me and and it prevents me from doing what i'm really good at i know how to do this i can do it but i there are uh, what is this? The, the, the Big Leap, that book The Big Leap. You have to be in your zone of, of, of genius or whatever it is. Uh, so what I do best is to create documentaries. That is also where my future is going to be. And I can talk about uh, the geeky stuff and that is fantastic t- stuff for YouTube. But spending an entire day on, on prepping a YouTube video uh, for in terms of keywords, in terms of artwork, also enhancing the the video. So if you've seen one of my more recent videos, I I, I put in a lot of uh, extra footage and uh, sometimes from trailers, sometimes stills from movies, just to make it more appealing. Um, oh, if I could if I could uh, outsource that to someone who can work with the same quality that I'm currently uh, delivering, then that would change everything. And I'd rather have a person to help me do that and, and getting my freedom back than, than having this huge space that we can't even use anymore. And I can I can easily put in a few desks for, for Inga and for the others. Um, I can create a little green screen room that we can take the lights with us. All the equipment is very mobile, so that's not much of a problem. But I just don't want to stay here for another ten months or eleven months, just because we have this contract. That, well, it just doesn't feel doesn't feel fair that we have to hic- uh, we have to uh, um, uh, pay nine hundred euros a month. That's about a thousand dollars for a space that we cannot work on anymore, that has no future. I'd rather spend that on something that is truly helping the mission. So, well, I'll keep you up to speed, and hopefully they'll they'll go along with this plan. And with that, I think it is time to wrap things up here for this show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Let me know if this works for you, if this is worth your time, because the last thing I want to do is to create something that is not that interesting to you I'm trying to turn this into more of a real podcast a bit more personal, a bit more inside information and if there's anything else that you want me to talk about, I'd love to hear that from you as well Um, I'm in for everything and I need your input to make this work So, thanks for your input Um, you can either contact me through uh, my social media channels or also uh, straight through the Patreon page let me know what you want and thanks again for all your support. Hopefully by letting you by sharing what I'm doing with your with your contribution, uh, you'll feel good about about your help. I definitely feel good about you being my patron. Thanks, and I will see you next week.